Hello, welcome to the Dentist Profit Playbook, your host, Dr. Harry Singh, helping you grow your facial aesthetics business. I'm very excited with today's guest, um, someone I've recently met, well, recently known each other for a few years, but got really close. Um, sounds a bit dodgy, that one, but got really close in Monaco, of all places. Um, a warm welcome to Perosca. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me on, Harry. It's really lovely of you. I was saying beforehand that it's strange that we haven't got a drink in our hand, not that we're piss heads, but we do like to network <laughs> and go out and work hard and pay hard. Yeah, definitely. We're very good at that, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, so uh, thank you for your time. I know you're a very busy lady and we'll come on to that in the podcast as well. So um, if you just want to say your background, how did you get into aesthetics and how long you've been in aesthetics? Mm -hmm. Okay, so my medical background is as a midwife. But prior to that, about 100 years ago, when I left school, um, they told me I went to a grammar school and I wasn't clever enough to do the two things that they did, which was head, uh, which was um, teaching and nursing. Okay. So they told me to go and do um, hair and beauty. Right. So from school, I did. So I became a qualified hairdresser, barber, wig maker, beauty therapist, etc. Yeah. And I then went on and had a studio in London. I specialised in makeovers, but I specialised in drag queens and transvestites. Okay. And then I went on into sort of a PR uh, arena. And then I just got done with the air kissing. So at 40, <laughs> I decided to um, do something worthwhile. And that's when I became a midwife. Yeah. And I became an agency midwife after a couple of years because I'd always been self-employed prior to that with various little businesses. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so I worked all over London and then I was in Hastings and a colleague of mine, an obstetrician, found out what I used to do. Yeah. And by that point, I was just, I think I was just done my um, PG diploma in obesity and weight management. And uh, he said, oh, you know, you could do something where you could combine all of your skills. Yeah. Because I was always worried about the women and their health, and they were always coming in and talking about how they looked, which was a bit of a worry, really, when you're having a baby. But there you go. <laughs> um, and he'd set up a training school, and I said, oh, okay, I'll come and have a look. So in yeah. 2015, I did my first training. Excellent. And I thought, wow, this is fantastic. Uh, this really does combine everything I've yeah, ever yeah. done. And it makes people feel great. So that's I'm really passionate about that. Um, so that's kind of how I started. Perfect. And are you still doing midwifery or have you given that up? No, I don't do midwifery. I left the mothership in 2019. I opened my clinic in 2020, top year. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was the lead for sections in Hastings when I left, but yeah. it had become a, a very different job. And I miss the babies and the families. I still dream about living babies, actually. Um, but I don't miss the, the pressure of the job. Yeah. And have you found out with your professional colleagues, midwives, are they, do they feel the same, the stress of work, the pay rate, they're looking to get into aesthetics as well? Uh, a few of them, a few of them have looked at, there's a few, it's quite interesting actually, because there were a few younger ones um, who are kind of went the route of aesthetics. So I couldn't believe it as medical. They did a few online courses and started doing stuff. I was yeah. horrified. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was quite scary. But I, yeah, a lot of them are feeling pressure. I lost a few good friends due to stress and uh, the job. So yeah, they want a lot of them want to get out, which is a real shame. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you've been in business for quite a while. So um, what was the best or most important advice you got when you started your own business? 
which one? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I think the most important uh, bit of advice was to stick to your own path. Yeah. You know, um, and if you have got people, you know, because we bounce ideas off friends and family, don't we? And so I've got this, yeah. idea. I think I'm going to do this. And they all go, oh, but you've got such a great job and a profession. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. But if it's in your gut, then do it. What is the worst that can happen? Go back to the mothership. The Harry Singh. That's what's the worst that's going to happen. <laughs> and it's quite good what you say in terms of who you take your advice from, because I did the same and none of my family were into business. They, had, they were nine to five, work all your life, get a pension, then retire. And yeah, you want to be asking advice from people that have owned businesses or have done where you want to be. Um, so they will give you the relevant advice. Yeah, definitely. But I think having said that, I think also it's really important that you don't look around you too much. Anna Wintour, who I think is absolutely amazing, uh, one of my uh, heroines, um, mm. she you know, says, put the blinkers on. Don't look at what the competition are doing. Do yeah. you. And that's really important, yeah. Yeah, it's like saying you're reading the best page of their life, comparing it to your worst page in your life. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. it's Facebook fake book because people, if you listen, especially the dental groups, by 7 a.m., they've all done 200 press-ups, done 20 massive dental cases, and yeah. made an uh, avocado smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so true. It's so true. And it's really weird. I think that's just a sign of the time, isn't it? The social media thing. We can yeah. portray you know, whatever we want on there, really, and make a really fake life when a lot of people are in the corner crying because it's not working. So yeah, definitely. Um, so what has been your top three lessons as an entrepreneur? Um, oh, um, I would say avoid going into partnership. Yeah. Uh, because that is complicated <clears throat> and the dynamics can change and you might find that, you know, you've got a handbrake on you and your hands are tied and that can put you in a very difficult position. They have difficult conversations. Yeah. Divorces sometimes. Um, uh, I think also don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. That's really, really important. Um, and make sure you do your due diligence and your research. You know, it's great to be enthusiastic and that's yeah. fantastic. But... Don't just, you know, literally go off on a whim without any anything to back up your, you know, what you want to do. Perfect. Thank you for those um, words of wisdom. Mm-hmm. So obviously, this podcast is more aimed at marketing and marketing facial aesthetics. Uh-huh. aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think we should be marketing to aesthetic patients? Yes, definitely. A hundred percent. You know, aesthetic patients are looking for it. Yeah, you know, there's still. I mean, we think because we're in the industry that people know all about everything. Yeah, and actually, they don't. There's still a huge amount of ignorance about different treatments. You know, people are still even unsure about what Botox is and what it does and what dermal filler is. So right down at the basic level, um, you know, and so there's a lot of misinformation uh, yeah. uh, going around. So yeah, I see marketing as a way to educate your patients really and let them know what can be done. Yeah, and that's the emphasis, that's education, which is really mm. Um, Because we've been experienced, we've gone on loads of courses, especially international ones, which are the best, obviously. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> yeah. um, we think patients know everything that we do. And then one of the things I say to my um, graduates is look at the problem the patient's facing, not the solution. You know the solution. 
Mm-hmm. And you can spout out all the solution, but the patient doesn't know the solution. They need they only know the problem that they've um, got at the present time. Yeah. Uh, absolutely and because of that i don't do i don't do online bookings for treatments i do yeah. uh, pre-treatment consultations online and i talk about it a lot on my instagram is that you really you might have an idea about what you need but you don't know until you've come to see me and i've seen your face and i can say yeah. well actually no it's not that it's it's x not y you know and that kind of thing yeah. so a couple of things you i mentioned there instagram i know you're quite relation on Instagram so mm-hmm. when, how long you started your Instagram account and how often do you uh, post? Uh, oh god uh, I try and post at least three times a week I post okay. lots of stories randomly it always fascinates me that the stories the most popular stories are the stuff that I do in my daily life yeah so and I didn't want to sort of do lots of that when I first started I was very you know it was all very professional and it was all totally about the clinic and yeah, yeah. You know, very nice, beautiful pictures and that kind of thing. And then you realise that's all well and good, but no one's really interested in that. Yeah. And they they <laughs> kind of want to know about you. They're quite yeah. nosy about what you get up to. It kind of, I suppose, it instills um, sort of familiarity and confidence. They think, oh, you're that sort of person. I quite like that. That makes me feel safer. Yeah, and it makes you more approachable. And I have yeah. the same with all my social media accounts. The wife and kids love it. I get more likes and comments when I post about them than when I'm posting any business stuff. They're yeah, the- it's, it is. It's surreal, isn't it? So I, I put on, and uh, I struggled for ages doing it because I kept thinking, well, who's interested in that? This is me <laughs> at the gym. Yeah. Uh, but people are. So, yeah, and like you say, you know, when I'm out with the grandchildren, people absolutely love it. So, you know, that's great. Carry on, carry on. Mm. Uh, you mentioned I was going to do one of the questions. I know you're a keen weightlifter. Mm-hmm. Do you um, enter competitions? Um, I did. I'm actually doing strong woman training at the moment. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I train with um, the Cell Coaching, which is an online coaching, <clears throat> excuse me, online coaching um, company. And uh, it's run by a guy who was one of UK's strongest men. So that's brilliant. Um, but yeah, so I'm doing that at the moment. I'm, I'm really passionate. Women's health, obviously, is, is uh, one of my specialisms. And trying to explain to women how important it is to have muscles and that you're not going to look like Arnold. Although yeah. I love him. But, um, you know, and that it's really important for your health, especially as you get into your 40s and 50s. And, you know, osteoporosis is looming over the horizon. So... And people want to look good in their bikini. And it's all great putting on some clothes and looking good with your clothes on. But most people actually want to look good without their clothes. So it kind of helps them with that. I'm sure our listeners have got that sight now in their, their heads now. <laughs> Didn't yeah. think about that. <laughs> yeah. it's, fine, it's, fine. it's true because I speak to a lot of women and they go, oh, we don't, we don't do weight training or weight lifting. We're going to look too masculine and too muscle. But even, even like when I'm on my weight loss journey, the first thing the train does, you need to build muscle first because I was old school saying it's cardio, 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 but over and muscle burns more fat. Yeah, absolutely. Muscle is a thirsty beast. And muscle is what gives you your shape in your body. Um, you know, women very often worry about their arms being flabby and bingo wings. And, things. Yeah, yes. and it's kind of trying to get across to them. Well, if you lift some weights, then that won't happen. You know, mm-hmm. and everyone moans about their bum being flat. And it's like, OK, so you've got some big muscles there and you need to work on those. Mm-hmm. And that will pump it up. So, yeah, and, and and also people get a little bit confused with strength training because there are some types of yoga. I do hot pod yoga. Yeah. And my God, that's challenging. And that's a whole different uh, strength. But again, that's also very good. Um, when you look at the yoga teachers, you can see 
they have got great muscle so yeah. you know and helps with your insulin all sorts of benefits your immune system i could go on and on <laughs> and it's quite ironic we're talking about building muscle but then we relax muscles on the face so that could that, know, could, that could yeah. be your usp <laughs> yeah that's that, that's very true actually i like that harry i'm gonna love that <laughs> <laughs> okay so um what's been your best marketing campaign well, it's been really difficult, actually, because I opened in COVID. Yeah. And then really all I could do was my medical patients. So I do medical weight loss, as you know. Yeah. Um, I I really have only ever had Instagram and uh, Facebook. So really, that's all I've had. I'm just about to, I'm relocating, as you know, so I'm very pleased about, into the private hospitals. Yeah. But I'm also, there's a big chain of... Um, uh, gyms and spas and I'm I've got a video screen so I'm just about to um, put a video together on there so we'll see how that goes okay I think for me in terms of the most successful one would be bizarrely um eye bags I did a, uh, a post uh, about mono threads for eye bags yeah yeah and it went crazy yeah out of everything surreal you can never tell no, yeah, it's always like when I do my marketing campaign, especially for the academy, I'm go, yeah, this is going to be a killer and killer, and you hardly get any bookings, and something you just put for five seconds takes you five seconds to do. Think, yeah, no one's going to be really interested in that one. You get fully booked, so yeah, you yeah, you just, yeah, you don't know, and you've just got to persevere. You know, yeah. it really is a case of just suck it and see. Really, you know, it's you know, it, you just got to put it out there. And, you know, I think when you start, if you limit it, so you kind of put your feelers out, try a couple of things, see what response you get. But we do have in this game a lot of what I call lurkers. So I've had patients who have never commented, never liked, I didn't see them at all, suddenly appear in the clinic and say, oh, I watch all your Instagram posts and I love the way you talk to us and I've learned so much. And I think, oh, okay, good, it's working, great. No, yeah, no, you're definitely right. You get people that just like to watch and one, mm-hmm. and that's the good thing about posting, as you say, consistently three times a week. Yeah, mm-hmm. they may not sign up straight away, but over the period of time, when they're ready, they will sign up. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you've got to, I think it's really important that you focus in your head on your uh, dream patient. And one of the best things I ever learned was to write down who your dream patient is. I mean, even things to what their name is, what their job is, what they yeah. try their whole lifestyle and there she is or he is in front of you and every time that you do a post you're talking to them because they're the people you want to hear you so if it doesn't hit if it doesn't resonate with anyone there that's great because they're not who you're looking for yeah and people don't understand is marketing is also about attracting the right type of patient the one Mm. you're treating but also disattracting the patients you don't want to be seeing yeah exactly yeah. So my market is an older market, you know. I'm not all lips, lips, lips. So yeah. um, they don't come to me. And that's cool because there's a lot of other people they can go to. Perfect. Yeah. So what's been, not personally yours, but what have you seen as the worst mistake people make when they do marketing? Apart um, from the ASA guidelines and regulation. Yeah, I'm putting Botox 20 quid, Yeah. <laughs> that's not great um I think people are just shy yeah you know, people are really shy and people are it, it's hard to um you know blow your own trumpet I guess but you have to recognize your value and put yourself on the other side of the fence and see how your perspective patient would see that value in you yeah and don't be afraid to talk about how amazing you are you yeah. know again we forget what we do most of the time is quite fantastic 
and you need to not be not be shy don't be shy when you're marketing just say it how it is yeah perfect because yeah, i know you just be, come on i could have a course and i saw that post on instagram mm. Yeah, because patients want to see that you're improving yourself, educate. Yeah. No one knows it all. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's a really uh, important point. No one does know it all. And we're constantly learning. And if you think you know it all, then you should leave because there's always going to be something else. And yeah. yeah, patients really enjoy that when they see that you're doing that sort of thing. And it's good to challenge you, you know, as well. So you don't get complacent. Yeah, because if it wasn't for these courses, we would have never met each other. Exactly. You see, uh, yeah. there's always a, an amazing thing that happens. Yeah. Hey, a um, bit of fun. Have you ever posted a TikTok video? I've done a test one. Okay. <laughs> which is really awful. Um, but that is something I'm looking at. But it's just time, you know. And, yeah. I mean, that's something else really important. If you haven't got the time to commit to it, don't start it. Because starting and stopping is worse than not doing it at all, I think. Yeah, and no, one of my mentors said to me, like, because I keep having ideas. I used to have those ideas. He goes, Will you be able to feed the giant? Because it's easy starting it, but being consistent, yeah. continuing is a lot. Absolutely. Mm. I look forward to your TikTok videos with your bikini and your weights <laughs> and your muscles. <laughs> there. But, um, what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out in aesthetics? Um, if someone's just starting out in aesthetics, I would say, do not rush. I, I people that I mentor and I always say to them don't rush and they're saying oh but you know I don't do temples or I don't do this and I always say to them that's fine that's yeah. fine become really good at what you do and then move on there is no rush because the the problem is that you you can you feel a bit bombarded there are all these yeah. new trends or there's all these new products and you've got to be able to do it all and have it all and change everything every minute no 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 just I think you know develop what you're good at and then develop that, you know, don't feel under pressure to go crazy and have everything and buy loads of machines and stuff you're never going to use and, you know, get yourself in trouble. That's it. And I totally agree because we get delegates just starting out go, I want to do tear toss and non-surgical wine passing, but my heart still skips a... <laughs> yeah. I'm still doing them, so I've been doing it for 20 years. <laughs> then, uh, and as you said about machines, you can, you can go on websites and you can see so many people selling second-hand machines, so you know... Just it's like a crow's peg, isn't it? Put all their washing up on there. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But when you're at a conference and everything's all shiny, shiny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Woo, you know, and everyone's telling you how fabulous these things are, and you get to try it out for a couple of minutes and you think, yes, my patients will never survive if I don't have this in the clinic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, oh, where are they? Yeah. <laughs> so not naming anything, have you ever made any rash decisions or purchases at conferences? I don't think I, because I'm really careful. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think. Uh, no, is my honest answer to that. No, I haven't. Yeah. Huh. And, you, and as, as I always say to begin, don't fall for the trick. Um, special exhibition price only available at exhibition. Oh. They will always prolong it after the exhibition. Yeah. If you really yeah, they yeah 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 it's really you know they're all gimmicks but they will all be really pleased because at the end of the day what you have to realize as lovely as all of these people are they are there to sell to you yeah, yeah. and you know and that is their their mission and uh and you have to kind of keep your perspective and and keep your wits about you a bit otherwise you'll have signed something over a glass of champagne and you'll regret that <laughs> yeah. the expensive glass of champagne there yeah. Yeah. coming on to that that's one of my pet peeves in aesthetics is these reps, they'll say this is the best machine or best filler. Two years mm -hmm. later, they swapped companies, and now they say this is the best machine, best filler. 
mm-hmm. uh, they think you're stupid. So talking about that, what's your biggest pet peeve in aesthetics? Um, I think my biggest pet peeve is, oh, this is controversial, actually. Um, see, I'm trying to be careful, filter on. No, sod it. Um, I think really that the my pet peeve is the clickiness. You know, there is quite a degree of clickiness. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we are medical practitioners and uh, we are in the same business. And to a, gres- a greater or lesser degree, we're doing the same sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. But there are sometimes it feels there's very much a little club yeah, that yeah. you can't get into. And I experienced that. So when I started, as you know, I like to ask everyone everything I want to find out. It's very yeah. interesting. I'm fascinated by people who are really successful. It's like, wow, how did you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and when I first started out, the first conference, I was trying to talk to some quite well-known people and they were not interested in me at all. They turned away. They ignored me. I thought, well, that's rude. Yeah. Fast forward a couple of years and I was somewhere. Uh, um, I can't remember which one it was. Business Design Centre. Which one's that? Ace. Ace. Yeah. yeah I think it was. Not the one that I've just spoken at uh earlier in the year and um oh yeah that's right and uh and one of these people came up to me I was in having my makeup done because I thought oh that's quite exciting Um, you know and uh this person oh hello how are you and I thought do I I was thinking do I know you do I know you and then it clicked and I thought oh yeah and I said oh hello um it's really nice to see you and as the words came out of my mouth someone else walked in who they thought was more important they turned away yeah yeah I know I just think no, that is my pet peeve. Can't be doing that. Yeah, uh, it is a yeah, it is a bit picky. Um, I'll be controversial. It's like an inner circle. I go, mm-hmm. I get your inner circle <laughs> there. So yeah, um, and as you said, we are all medical professionals. There, yeah. your degree is better than my degree. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. And we're all training the same thing, you know. And whether you know you are a KOL or not. You know, I'm a KOL. I'm just, all right, great. I love the learning. I love the teaching. I love that. But it doesn't make me somehow on a, a different level entirely that I can't possibly grace you with my presence. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's there, but no, the, they always say the biggest um, revenge is massive success. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Just keep your head down and keep on going. That's what I think. Kate, okay, where do you see the future of aesthetics going? Uh uh, regenerative aesthetics, um, stem cells, exosomes, all of that. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I'm so excited by all of that. Um, yeah, absolutely love it. And uh, it really brings out the geek in me. Um, yeah. But I think, yes, because I think the pendulum is swinging back from fish lips and hamster cheeks yeah, yeah. Uh, to a much more natural effect. So we've got all these celebrities saying that they don't have anything done at all. We know they're lying. Yeah. And that's not olive oil, right? Um, but there's definitely, you know, progression in terms of the polynucleotides and the exosomes that and I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And I think that opens things up. And also, you know, hopefully that opens things up in the medical arena, not uh for you know the lay person to ever get hold of. But I mean, you know, if you want to get hold of it, you can, can't you? So yeah. I'll put my website down later on where people can get hold of anything. No, I mean, no. <laughs> Let's pop it up on the dark web. Yeah, have yeah. Have you seen Daddy Baba website or something? <laughs> yeah. um, have you had any aesthetic treatments? Oh, God, yeah. Well, I'm a firm believer, you see, in everything I offer my patients, I need to try myself. Um, Good. Because 
I think I need to uh, experience it. I need to know, you know, how comfortable it is or uncomfortable. What's the side effects? How do you manage the aftercare? You know, and that kind of thing. So as far as possible, yeah, I think I've had everything. Yeah. Perfect. No, I'm, I'm, I sing from the same hymns here. You've got a choir because you can relate to the patients and experience. And also it builds better trust and credibility because you've said you've had it, you've done yourself. Yeah. It's like going to, I don't know, finding a new personal trainer. You go to this overweight personal trainer who's got a KFC bucket. That's my kind of personal trainer. <laughs> <laughs> For most people, it wouldn't be. <laughs> but it's totally that. I yeah. mean, it is totally that. I agree. And it doesn't mean, I mean, you know, there are, I know there are people out there who, you know, and that's their decision, you know, and that's that's fine. But I just think I personally, again, put myself on the other side of the fence, which I like to do quite a lot. If I went to someone and they hadn't had anything done, it would make me a little bit suspicious as to why not. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What do you think's wrong with it? Or yeah. does it hurt that much that you wouldn't even think about it? Yeah. Um, and that's just my opinion. Everyone's different, I know. But, yeah. Um. But then you can go to other We've seen medical professionals at conferences that have been overdone, overfilled lips and cheeks. And then you think <laughs> who, who the hell goes and sees them? Do you remember at the um, Wigmore Presents in uh, Madame Two Swords? I, some people, I couldn't work out who was a wax worker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were turning around and going, hello? <laughs> long, yes. time, long time no see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, uh, you're right that is equally as off-putting and scary i think yeah yeah, yeah. but as i said it's, it may be their form of marketing i said marketing attracts you want to attract certain type of patients maybe they want that yeah. certain type of patient yeah maybe they do and those patients they can have because they're maybe, extremely yeah. high maintenance in my experience <laughs> yeah they can keep them yeah. Uh, um, okay. Um, Nearing then, it's been really good fun. And um, what three books would you recommend to our audience? I would recommend The High Five Habit by Mel Robbins. Yeah. Uh, the I think it's five. The Five People You Meet in Heaven by Mitch Album. Okay. And uh, Pathway Through the Jungle by Dr. Steve Peters. Very good. Very good mindset, personal development books. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Do you do a lot of reading yourself? Oh, I'm an audio book fanatic. Okay. So I'm um, always multitasking. So I, yeah, if I've got an audio book, I'm fabulous. I can listen to that while I'm doing other things as well. Um, and yeah, I'm all about, I'm really big on uh, personal development. I yeah. think that's really important. And that really helps you with your business because, you know, that little lizard brain and that voice in the back of your head that says, oh, do you really think you can? Yeah, yeah. And imposter syndrome, you know how to nail it. And, uh, you know, you learn how to sort of manage that. So, yeah, I'm big on all of that. I love it. Perfect. Okay, thank you, Oscar. It's been, the time has whizzed past. It's really entertaining, as always, when I speak to you. Uh, <laughs> if you. people want to find out more information about you, where can they go? Um, go to uh, Instagram, at Clinic Seisei, that's S-E-S-E, -S -E, or yep. to my website, which is just being updated at the moment, so don't hold it against me, and that's uh, clinicseisei.com, again, S-E-S-E. -S -E. So, yeah, those are probably the places, yeah. No, no, perfect. Thank you, Oscar. Um, thank you for your time. I know you're a very busy lady. Um, maybe see you in the gym soon. Yeah, I'll take your training. I'll train you, Harry. No problem. Oh, <laughs> I'll need that regenerative medicine afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you thank very, you. very much for having me. No problem. Me. It's my pleasure.